We're officially in the second half of the Prospect League, and this is the week five episode on King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast. Feel like I haven't talked to you, you the Kings fan, in a while. Yes, we had a podcast episode last week, but just one home game. Kings finishing up their longest road trip of the season, five games, actually five days, six games. As the Kings, they took a doubleheader at Terre Haute, but went two and three on the road trip. Went three and three on the week. As we'll close out the first half saying, Champion City went nine and 20, and they won five out of 14 at home, five and nine record. And they were four and 11 away from Springfield, Ohio. The week start off with a home game against Lafayette, a very nice home game to talk about. And then the Multiple road game swing, uh, two stops at Danville, and three games at Terre Haute. We'll start off with the Lafayette game, except in case you're new to the Prospect League, we'll explain why we're mentioning this is the start of the second half. So the Prospect League, you get two halves per season, and you have four divisions in two conferences. If you finish first in your division, then you lock up a home playoff game in the divisional final. And if you win the second half, or if you have the second best record because the top team was the top team in the second half again, you get the away game there. So Chillicothe winning the Ohio River Valley division quite handily. They will host that August 7th game. Now Champion City will battle with West Virginia and Johnstown to see who will visit Chillicothe. So there's still a playoff spot up for grabs. Kings battling the Miners and the Mill Rats. Technically, the second half was supposed to start July the 5th, which would be yesterday on this day of recording. But that got postponed due to storms rolling through Southern Ohio. So the second half will actually begin today. And Johnstown, they took care of West Virginia last night. So the Mill Rats are 1-0. And the Paints and Kings 0-0 to start the second half. Miners 0-1. Tonight, on July the 6th, Danville is back in town. The team that Champion City has yet to beat at home. They're 0-1 against the Dans at home. 0-3 overall. And this is a very home Heavy week, so plenty of chances to catch your Champion City Kings, including a doubleheader starting Sunday afternoon against West Virginia. Very important doubleheader, I might add. So let's go ahead and talk about the previous week. Like I mentioned, it started with a 3-2 home win against Lafayette. Very, very well-pitched game. And it was Cade Cotney who got revenge for his first loss of the year. He pitched seven strong innings, only gave up a two-run home run, four hits total. Walked no one, struck out eight in seven innings. Connie went to two and one. Gabe Carter, he went an inning. He gave up a pair of hits, including a leadoff single in the top of the ninth and struck out one. Gabe Phipps came in. Yes, I said Gabe Phipps, normally a starter, but I mentioned on the PLTV broadcast, this is kind of the same tale as Gage Voorhees of last year where Voorhees started off as a starter, but then became a very important anchor in the back of the bullpen. 
through a one, two, three inning, facing three batters and sitting all of them down, striking out one for his first save. I believe that's his first as a king. And in that game, the Kings walked no one, struck out 10. Cottony got eight of those 10, Carter and Phipps with one apiece. And the Kings, well, they grinded out seven hits to Lafayette six, took the lead early on in the bomb the first. It was a sacrifice fly out to left by Nick Dolan. The Kings were trailing two to one, heading to the bomb of the fifth, where Patrick Fultz homered for his first time as a King. And then the bomb of the seventh, the winning one would come home on Edric Padilla's RBI single. Actually, it was just a single because Patrick Fultz came home, tagged by the catcher. It slipped out of his glove after finishing off that tag. So it was ruled an error, but the Kings would take it three to two. So Padilla had the hit that scored the winning run, but didn't get credit for the RBI. In that game, Edric Padilla went two for four. Jonah Sutton went two for four. Patrick Foltz one for two with a walk and two runs scored his first home run of the year as the Kings again seven hits and didn't commit an error. Lafayette committed four and I think three in the same inning in that seventh inning. So a good start to the week, a home win against Lafayette three to two. And then we move on to the first Danville game Wednesday, June 29th. It finished in eight innings as Danville won 14 to four. As we pull up the box score, the Kings held to four hits. They committed four errors and scored four, three in the fifth. And leading the way for the batting core, there was just four Kings with a hit. You had Jason Smakowski, one for four with an RBI. Sean Kalenic, one for four with two runs scored. And then Trey Carter, one for three with a run scored. Gus Gregory led the way with RBIs on that day. One for three with two RBI. And that's your four hits. Kings also took three free passes. Alex Ryan walked twice. Edward Padilla once. Pitching-wise, Kyler Archwell got the start. He got through four innings, gave up three earned runs, five hits, walked two, struck out none. He did not get the decision. It was the newest King, Jonathan Ray, out of Sylvania, Ohio, and a Tiffin Dragon. Did not get to play in the college baseball season this year. But he won an inning in third. This was his debut. He gave up five earned runs, four hits, and one in the third. Walk one, struck out two for his first loss. Winecoop, Tyler Winecoop came in for two-thirds of an inning. He gave up two more earned runs, two hits, walked one. Aaron Miller went one in a third. He gave up three earned runs, four total runs, two hits, walked two, struck out one. And Joe Garner came in to pitch. He walked two. And that was all Danville needed to Take the win. Second time that the Kings were facing Braylon Myers. This time he would get the win. Two earned runs, three runs total, three hits in five innings. Again, Jonathan Wright took the loss. He is 0-1. So a tough game to start off the road trip for the Kings as we move on to the three-game stand in two days against Terre Haute. And the first one went the Rex way with five runs in the top of the first the Kings were never able to fully catch up. It was 11-8 in favor of Terre Haute. Actually, looking at this, I believe the Kings were one run down before the Rex scored their last three runs in the eighth. Kings got one back in the ninth, but it was not enough to rally. Offensively, you had Jonas Sutton, Alex Ryan, and Ben Stewart with two hits apiece. 
Sutton went two for five with three runs scored. Alex Ryan, two for four with two runs scored and an RBI and a walk. Ben Stewart, two for two. He walked three times again and got two RBI. Tell you, Ben Stewart, he's just a walking machine in the past few weeks. There was a game where he walked three times and scored all three times. And that was your 10 hits. Well, most of your 10 hits. Tomekoski went one for five with an RBI and a run. Patrick Foltz, one for five and an RBI. Matt Mercer, one for four. Andrew Padilla, 0 for four, but a run. Nick Dolan, one for four and a run. And I mentioned the Kings with multiple hits. Nathan Genderskevich, he was the opener in that uh, Terre Haute game. He gave up three earned runs, five total runs in his only inning of work with three hits. He walked two, struck out one, and he suffered his first loss in the season. Nathan Genderskevich. Gabe Phipps came in and threw six and a third, a three earned run, four total run, four hit by Spall. He walked four, struck out four, and Gabe Carter would come in and throw the last two-thirds of an inning. He gave up two earned runs, three hits, walked one, struck out two. Nathan June got the win for Terre Haute going five. He gave up four earned runs, five total runs on nine hits, walking three, striking out four. So the Kings, they picked up 10 hits, same amount as the Rex, but also committed four errors on that game. And now to the doubleheader. It was a sweet Saturday night for these Kings. First game went 7-2. to two. We'll pull up the box score. As the Kings out hit the Rex 9-3. Another three errors on Champion City. But a 7-2 win. Remember, in doubleheaders in the Prospect League, you have two 7-inning games, not two 9-inning games. But, hey, wins are wins. The Kings were led with another brilliant performance by Connor Lockwood. 2-1 now is the Libertyville, Illinois native. And the Valparaiso Beacon, he gave up two earned runs, three hits, walking three, striking out three in six innings of work. He improved to two and one. And Jonathan Ray in his second game as a king, he threw an inning, only giving up one walk and striking out one. And the Kings got some nice revenge against Carter Kessinger. If you remember the Kings hosting the Rex in the doubleheader, you know, Kessinger held the Champion City offense to one hit. And that game, the Kings only got two hits, one of them being Edric Padilla hitting a home run over the right field fence. He would go five innings, and on the box score, it gives him the loss despite not giving up a run. That is interesting. That has to be a mess up. If he goes five, so no, Kessinger does not get the loss. It was marked wrong. Tyler Moniz Witten. When in an inning, he gave up two runs, and Chase Johnson went in an inning, he gave up five runs on five hits. So that would have to go on Chase Johnson for the loss. Not sure why it's marked on Kessinger, because if he threw shutout ball, how is he going to get the loss? And he didn't pitch in the sixth, because if he did, then that run would go to him. But in that game, Patrick Fultz had an RBI single to score Jason Smankowski. And Sean Kolenic would steal home on Matt Mercer striking out in the sixth. That tied the game up at two. And then the Kings would score five in their seventh, which is Edric Badia getting an RBI single out to left. Sean Kolenic, an RBI single out to center. Matt Mercer, a two RBI single out to left. And Alex Ryan moving up the second on a wild pitch. And Patrick Foltz coming home on said wild pitch. Seven to two. Your Kings 
won it. Smankowski, he's been a constant hitter. He went two for three in that game with a walk and two runs scored. Padilla one for three. Kalenic one for two. Fultz two for four. Matt Mercer one for three by that two RBI single. Alex Ryan one for three. And Ethan Kreisen is the catcher one for three. Let's move on to the second game where if you like home runs, let me tell you, the Kings, they got a big one in that game as Champion City won the nightcap of the doubleheader 9-4. to four. I believe with this doubleheader win for Champion City, that knocked Terre Haute out of the playoff race and Danville clinched the Wabash River Division. Nine runs, 12 hits, one error for Champion City, 4-5-0 for Terre Haute. And pitching was Jake Wolf. He threw five innings of four-run, five-hit baseball, giving up two walks and two strikeouts. He qualified for his first win. And Tyler Weinkoop, Two innings of sensational work, just one walk allowed, five strikeouts, no hits, no runs. And that was the ball game. Mason White suffered the loss for Terre Haute. He went one and two thirds. He gave up three runs, two hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. On the other side, I mentioned if you like home runs, well, just wait. But first off, the Kings got within one as Terre Haute scored three in the bottom of the first to take an early lead. Matt Mercer, two RBI double to score Gus Gregory and Ben Stewart. And Jonas Sutton would bring them home with an RBI single tied up at three. Kings got the first lead of the game with an RBI single to right by Sean Kolenic to score Jonas Sutton. But the Rex would tie it up in the fourth, make it 4-4. In the sixth, here's that big home run. Hope you're ready. Grand slam around me. Edric Badillo, a grand slam. Scoring Kalenic, Smankowski, and Trey Carter. And the Kings would never look back past that point. Trey Carter added an RBI ground out to score Matt Mercer as the Kings won 9-4. Again, Padilla with that grand slam. That was his only hit of the second game. Struck out three times, but four RBI for him. That leads the Kings in the second game of the doubleheader. Kalenic went two for three. Smankowski one for five. Fultz one for four, Stewart two for four, Gus Gregory one for two with two walks, Matt Mercer two for four, Sutton and Trey Carter went one for three apiece. So very nice doubleheader sweep by Champion City that picked up their eighth and ninth win on the season. And now the last game of the road trip at Danville, it was a nine to one Dan's victory. In fact, Danville scored the first nine runs of the game as Champion City held to three hits and committed two errors. The only one was in the eighth, as it was Edric Padilla getting an RBI single out to center to score Jonas Sutton. 9-1, to one, Danville would win it. Pitching-wise, it was Kyler Archwell suffering his second loss of the year. He went four and a third, gave up five earned runs, seven hits, walked one, struck out three. Noah Penny would pitch the rest of the game, three and two-thirds. Four earned runs, five hits. He walked three, struck out seven. Josh Learson for Danville picked up the win. He kept Champion City to one hit, one walk in five innings. Offensively, like I mentioned, just the three hits. Jonas Sutton, two for four with the only run scored. Edger Padilla, one for three with the only RBI. And Kalenic, Padilla, and Stewart would take the three free passes. So the Kings, they picked up a nice doubleheader sweep at Terre Haute. Went two out of five in that road trip. And now prepare for the second half. And like I mentioned, 
there is the second half spot up for grabs. Johnstown has a one nothing or one zero lead, I should say, in the second half. They got their game in and knocked off West Virginia. So Wednesday, July the 6th, it is our salute to veterans night at the ballpark. Veterans get in free with a ID. Veterans and active military, I should add. And it's also dollar dog night at Carlton Davidson Stadium. Of course, you can catch it on PLTV and follow along with the live stats. Champion City will head on the road tomorrow, July the 7th, Thursday. They'll take on Danville again. It'll be three straight games against the Dans. Two there, one here. And then Danville. Did I say three? I meant four. Back in town July the 8th, Friday at 6.35. Remember, for our broadcast, we have a 6.20 pregame. So join us early, as you can hear the words from manager Gavin Murphy, which, by the way, if you haven't heard the interviews this year, they were on the previous episode, so go back and listen to them. Then Saturday, it'll be Terre Haute in town, 6.35 first pitch. And then Sunday, July the 10th, we'll have a doubleheader as West Virginia in town, and we'll begin things at 4.05, two seven-inning games. And yes, both games will be on PLTV. And having a brief look at next week, it just rolls on for Champion City. No off day Monday. They will head to Johnstown twice this upcoming week. Twice for four games, Monday the 11th and Tuesday the 12th. Home against Jill Coffee on the 14th. So, yes, they will have an off day that Wednesday. And then July 15th and 16th at Johnstown yet again. And then on the 17th and 18th, we're getting into two weeks from now, two games at West Virginia before coming back home on the 19th to take on Chillicothe. So very big swing. Outside this week, you got Danville coming in. Every win is important. Absolutely, that is without a shadow of a doubt. But after this week, this is when you start seeing your Ohio River Valley opponents Again and again and again. And these are very important games because of the fact West Virginia and Johnstown are going to be your opposition for that last playoff spot in the Ohio River Valley. I think the Kings can do it. The hitting has been there whole season and the pitching has been getting better. The errors are still up there, but I think that'll take time to settle down. As we are looking close towards the end of the season once second half begins bam and really looking at the schedule this is outside the first week of august the best time to see your kings here in springfield let's just hope mother nature doesn't decide to rack up some stuff but hey can't promise that this is a kings team like i said nine and twenty five and nine at home four and eleven on the road this is a team that's batting 265 now, so that batting average has dropped a little bit. On base percentage at 36.6, 15 home runs, a slugging percentage at 360. We'll look at the team stats first before we talk about the individual Kings. And right now, Champion City, their batting average has fallen to a tie for eighth with the Quincy Gems at 265. Terry Holt still with the best batting average in the league at 312. O'Fallon 298. Alton 271. And West Virginia, they boosted up to 269. 
Jill Coffee in seventh place at 267, and Johnstown in 12th at 246. In case you're wondering, the normal corn belters have the smallest batting average in the league. They're hitting 230 as a team. We'll look at the pitching side now with the ERA. Champion City, they are 13th in the league at a 6.22 ERA. Illinois Valley with the best ERA in the Prospect League at 3.82. Clinton, second, 4.34. Chillicothe, third best at 4.42. Terre Haute, 5.29. Danville, they're coming in today, 4.51. Their pitching has been good. Terre Haute, 5.29. That's went up a few points. Johnstown, they had the highest. Actually, no, no, they didn't. They had the most errors. I'm confusing Johnstown, West Virginia for a second. I'm sorry. Johnstown has the ninth lowest ERA, 5.57. And West Virginia, they've had the highest ERA for quite some time. One point, it was over eight runs per game allowed. They're now sitting at 7.18. Just a shade under Burlington, 7.14. And errors-wise... I mentioned that Champion City had the most. They have 64, which is eight more than Johnstown and Normal. Fielding percentage at 93.9. Your highest, your lowest errors is Chillicothe's 26, and your highest field percentage is Chillicothe's 97.7. So that's your peek at the whole prospect league what's happening on there yes the kings have dropped a little bit in the batting average side but now let's have a look at the stats for champion city so your leading batter jason smakowski 341 he's had a good year 31 hits 91 at bats 9 rbi edrick badia 325 he has collected 20 RBI, which is the team's top number. And co-leading Alex Ryan for four home runs. I thought Alex Ryan had his fifth home run somewhere, but I might be wrong on that. Patrick Foltz, the future Wright State Raider out of Springfield. 325 as well. Second highest average with Padilla. Jonah Sutton at 295. Sean Kalenic, 288. Barry Eisman, 286. Though we haven't seen Eisman lately. Matt Mercer, 282. Nick Dolan, 268. Alex Ryan, 267. Ethan Kreisen, 226 with Ben Stewart. Kreisen's batting average has went down a bit. Ben Stewart says went up a lot. And in fact, I mentioned he's been a walking machine. He's only drawn nine so far, which is not the team lead. That would go to Sean Kalenic's 12. Ben Stewart's 12. Excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong column. So yes, Ben Stewart is leading the team. Thank goodness for this highlight thing, or else I would have been wrong the whole thing. I apologize. So let's try that again. 12 walks is the most by a Kings batter. Ben Stewart tied with Sean Kalenic and Gus Gregory for 12. Back to the averages. Ben Stewart, Ethan Kreisen, 226. J.R. Hevelin, 222. Gus Gregory, 219. Trey Carter, 211. Joe Garner, 154. Evan Wagner, Who's no longer on the team, 125. Andrew Emerson at 050. He is one of 20 so far. We look at the pitching side of things. Joel Gardner, he has made one appearance. He has the only zero ERA on the team. He only gave up two walks and hit a batter. 
Kay Cotney, your lowest ERA, a 2.9 average, two wins, one loss, and six appearances, five starts. He has thrown 28 innings, which is the second most behind Connor Lockwood. We'll talk about him in a moment. He has only walked six, struck out 22, and batters hitting 222 against. Connor Lockwood, a 4.64 ERA, 3 and 1 in six starts, one complete game. The error complete game went to Drew Lang. He's got a 4.64 ERA, one win, three losses in four starts. Jake Wolf, one win, one loss, a 5.17 ERA. And one win, one loss, one start, and seven calls out of the bullpen. Gabe Phipps, a 5.20 ERA, five starts, two appearances out of the pen, one save. Gabe Carter, 5.40 ERA. His ERA's risen by a run or so. Seven inning or seven appearances out of the pen in 11 and two thirds. Kyler Archer, one and two. Five starts, two calls from the pen, 5.47 ERA. Noah Penny, he's been called out of the bullpen most 10 times with one save. Tyler Weinkoop, 7.11 ERA and nine appearances out of the pen. He has given up 13 walks, which, no, that's not the most. Gabe Phipps has given up 18, but it is up there. Batters are only hitting 133 against, which is the lowest against a Kings pitcher outside Joe Gardner in his one appearance out of the pen. Trey Carter, a 9 ERA, one start, three calls from the pen. Manny Reyes, four appearances out of the pen, 11.25 ERA, one save. Ginger Skevich, 11.37 ERA, one loss, Five times out of the pen, one start as the opener. Charlie Schaefer, who's on the injured list. Six appearances out of the pen, a win, and a 12.27 ERA. Aaron Miller's ERA of 15.12 out of seven times out of the pen. Jonathan Ray, 19.29 ERA. And Connor Gill, who's no longer on the team. One start, one loss. So again, some high ERAs up there, but like I said, the starting has been Phenomenal lately with Cotney, Lockwood, and Lang. Though Lang wasn't more just snake bitten, honestly. And just sometimes, you know, you'll start in the offense, can't tap in some runs. That was mostly Lang's case. But there you go. That's your total look at the hitting and pitching side of things. As the Kings look to get that second half title and then visit. Chill coffee on August the 7th. And I think that'll about do it for this episode of King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast. We'll talk to you on PLTV a lot this week. Uh, once, I should say twice if you start your week Sunday like I do. Twice next week, twice the following week, and then the last week of July and the first week of August, a whole bunch. Can't wait to talk to you again, and that will do it for week five and the end of the first half on King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast for PLTV information, tickets, and more. Please visit the website, championcitykings.com, and I'll talk to you again on PLTV again. 635 first pitches, we start at 620, and 405 first pitches, we start at 350 with the pregame show. So talk to you again for the start of the second half. Here on the official Champion City Kings podcast.